Happy Thanksgiving from Arlington, Texas. This time he comes back to McCoy. 45-40, 35-30, cuts back at the 25. This time he goes and keeps it and plows into the end zone for his first rushing touchdown. Sanchez again in the gun. He rolls, he looks, he fires complete. Jordan Matthews touchdown. Rumbo looks, he fires, he completes it to Beasley, who fumbles the football and is recovered by the Eagles. Ball is spotted, the kick is up, and the kick once again is good. On first down, he's back. He pumps, he looks, he sacks, he sacks him again. This time he gives it off. McCoy across the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and in for the touchdown, Shady McCoy. Romo is looking, firing, and it is intercepted by Kerry Williams. The Eagles are now in first place. All by themselves. Those are the sounds of Merrill Reese, the Eagles winning on Thanksgiving Day against the Dallas Cowboys. A great day, Bo Wolf, Dave Spadaro here. And we're in the middle of this three-game ride that really we've all talked about, but we kind of teed it up the last couple of weeks. It started off on Thursday exactly the way the Eagles wanted it to. And here we are after Thanksgiving, the start of December, the final quarter of the season. The Eagles atop the NFC East right where they want to be in control of their own destiny, really for a buy as well. Yes, we welcome you to Eagles 360. We'll take a look at the very crowded playoff picture in the NFC. And we'll take a look, a first look, at Sunday's opponent. The defending Super Bowl champions are coming to town. Seattle playing very well, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, too. Dominant efforts against Arizona, against San Francisco. So what a matchup on Sunday. Three points allowed each of the last two games for the Seahawks. But this Eagles offense rolling like it hasn't really done fully for the rest of the season. So the Eagles certainly looking forward to this matchup against the Seahawks. All right, well, let's get you caught up on everything happening at the Novacare Complex today. The players off, Chip Kelly and the coaching staff here. And Chris McPherson gives us a 360 update presented by Sports Authority. Thanks, Dave and Bo. The Eagles get to enjoy the holiday weekend for one more day before regrouping at the Novacare Complex on Tuesday for what will be a normal week of training leading up to a Sunday showdown with the defending Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks who look to test the Eagles' 10-game home win streak at Lincoln Financial Field. The Seahawks have won their last two games and they are just one game out of first place in the hotly contested NFC West. The key to those wins for the Seahawks has been their defense, which has allowed just a total of six points in wins over Arizona and San Francisco. They got really, really good players, you know, and Pete puts them in, in position to make plays, but it'll be the best secondary that we play. You know, obviously probably the top corner in the league in Richard Sherman. He's got 23 picks in, since 2011, eight more than any other player in the league, and there's a reason for that. He's a smart player. He's an intelligent player. He's big. He's physical. He's got great ball skills. I think they're probably the top safety in the game in Earl Thomas. Um, and then they've got a bunch of other guys that are fast. They're athletic. Cliff Averill can really cause some problems. Michael Bennett can cause some problems. Their linebackers can run. Cam Chancellor is a guy. I think they've, they've got 
players at every single position on the defensive side of the ball that, you know, there's a reason they, they won the Super Bowl last year, and there's a reason they've held the last two teams they played to three points. they got a lot of really talented players over there. The Eagles defense, meanwhile, is coming off of one of its best games of the season in the win over Dallas. Running back DeMarco Murray, the league's leading rusher entering the game, was held to his lowest yardage output of the entire year. Quarterback Tony Romo, meanwhile, was sacked four times and intercepted twice in the Eagles' victory. Head coach Chip Kelly explained on Monday why the Eagles' defense has been able to improve throughout the course of the season. I think there's a continuity. We've obviously, except with the loss of D'Amico, but besides that, our defensive line has been intact. Our secondary has been intact. Um, you know, D'Amico is just the one guy that, that we've really lost. The outside linebackers have been the same guys. So guys feeling more comfortable w with the system. I think our coaches understand our players. Our players understand the coaches. Um, they've got a good grasp of what we're trying to do, and I think they're playing um, with great effort, and I think that effort can kind of mask a lot of things. So. From an injury standpoint, Nick Foles underwent another exam on his fractured collarbone. Kelly said that the bone is healing, but the quarterback has not been cleared to return to action. That's going to do it for today's 360 update presented by Sports Authority. Let's send it back for more Inside the Studio with Dave and Bo. Well, thank you very much, Chris and Bo. I guess it doesn't ever get tiresome to look back at Thursday. The Eagles, the first of two games against Dallas. Very much a win in dominating fashion. Yeah, and we will talk about that on the other side. A lot to unpack about the Eagles' domination of Dallas, especially on the offensive side of the ball where everybody thought the Cowboys were the premier running team in the league. On Thanksgiving, it was the Eagles. Hi, my name is Rhonda. I've worked for Acme Markets for 30 years. Here at Acme, community means everything to us. Prices have never been better. Going up and down the aisles, I do get a lot of compliments when the lower prices. Your store looks great. I love the people. I love the shop here. I just think people are definitely seeing a change and seeing that it's getting better with Acme. And it's not just the prices. It's the customers that are coming in here talking it up. Come on in. Check us out. We're back. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. Score a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win? You win! America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360. We come your way every Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Dave Spadaro and Bo Wolf. We're looking back now at Thursday's win over the Dallas Cowboys, one that gives the Eagles sole possession of first place in the NFC East. Your thoughts first on the offensive side of the ball. The Eagles came out smoking playing as fast as they have all season. Yeah, and I thought Mark Sanchez did a great job running this offense as quickly and efficiently as we have seen this season. He was great, but for me, the biggest takeaway was the performance of that Eagles running game with LaShawn McCoy. 
He, you know, coming into this game said, oh, I might have to give the title belt to DeMarco Murray this week. He was sort of playing under the radar, but boy, did he have a great game on Thanksgiving, rushing for over 150 yards. This offensive line looks like it's coming together as yeah, well. Yeah, with Andrew Gardner at the right guard position. So the Eagles really uh, put it together early. Still struggling, though, in the red zone, one of five. Yep. And we'll take a look at that as we talk about it a little bit later in the show. But defensively, it was all Philadelphia domination. Front seven and on the backside just shut down the Dallas Cowboys. And the story all week was what's going to happen with the Cowboys' offensive line against the Eagles' great defensive line. And the Eagles dominated that portion of the game. Fletcher Cox was outstanding, sort of announced himself as a presence, as a big-time player to a national audience. Very exciting to see for this young defensive line. So round one goes to the Eagles, 33-10 to over the Dallas Cowboys, of course. The Cowboys in town in 13 days for the second game should be much, much tougher. That Cowboys team will be rested after Thursday's game against the Chicago Bears. We take a look now at our All-22. It was outside the red zone. It was Mark Sanchez. It was Jordan Matthews. Here's Greg Cosell breaking down a beautiful touchdown play. This touchdown to Jordan Matthews of 27 yards was a great concept play. It's a concept we've seen a number of times this season from Chip Kelly, and it's really effective because it starts with a Chip Kelly staple, which is stretching the perimeter. And you can see right here, you're going to see the fake in the backfield on the sweep action to the right, the fake to LaShawn McCoy. Let's lose that. now. The second part of this and the main part of this is now you're going to get Matthews right here. He's going to work across the field, away from the sweep action. So you're going to get the defense flowing toward McCoy right here and Matthews working across the field. Now they get the perfect defense for this. It ends up being a zone concept, cover three. So if we freeze it for one second, you're going to see a single high safety right here ending up in a trail position versus Matthews. And the key part of this is the backside corner, Sterling Moore, he locks up on Riley Cooper. And you can do that in cover three, particularly on the backside. This is technically his own concept, but Moore locks up man-to-man -man here on Cooper, and his back is turned to Matthews. So you get Matthews working across the field. There's a lot of open space right here, and Mark Sanchez has been very, very good throwing the ball off designed boot action, especially to his left. Let's play this out. You'll see the really well-designed play, a beautiful throw, open space, a touchdown to Jordan Matthews. We've seen this play before, very similar to the touchdown against Carolina, beautifully designed. We have talked about it all season, the Eagles' inconsistency inside opponents' 20-yard line. The Eagles have moved the football up and down the field. They've scored a bunch of points. They've been explosive, and now they're running the football very well. However, in Dallas, just one of five inside the Cowboys' 20-yard line. Cody Parkey was terrific, but what do the Eagles do better what do they need to do better inside the red zone I say they've got to run the football more effectively be more physical set themselves up inside the red zone Bo Wolf we talk about it here uh, inside that red zone area what what are the answers and it is a, it is a little bit disheartening because coming into this game we knew that the Eagles weren't great in the red zone offensively this season but Dallas was 31st in the league in red zone defense so to still not be able to punch in those touchdowns is something the Eagles will certainly be worrying about this season, or not this week, but not worrying about, but trying to work on. I, I think you're right that they can run the ball a little bit better. And in terms of throwing the ball, jump balls to Riley Cooper, I think I'd rather see Zach Ertz get those plays. But 
Chip Kelly's going to work on all these answers yeah. and see what he can find. And the coaches work this weekend. The players come back to Novacare on Tuesday. So certainly something to work on. And against the Seattle Seahawks, you want to maximize every scoring opportunity that you have. When we return to Eagles 360, we're talking defense. Bill Davis's group is coming together very nicely. And as the Eagles go down the stretch here in the 2014 regular season, the defense leads the way. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. season long stop into your local acme markets and purchase the eagles item of the week when you do you'll receive a receipt code making you eligible for the swoop in and win sweepstakes just go to swoopinandwin.com and enter the code today it's your chance to win eagles tickets eagles pro shop and acme gift cards and eagles autograph merchandise acme markets the official supermarket of the philadelphia eagles when I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal, blazing down these tracks, there's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. Sports Authority is proud to be the official sporting goods retailer of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. We are back. It's Eagles 360, and we're going to talk about some of the specifics from Thursday's game, some of the players who really stepped up in this game. And we've got to start, of course, at the quarterback position. Going into the game, wondering about Mark Sanchez. I don't think there's a whole lot of questions about Sanchez now. The way he performed in Dallas, efficient with the football, running the offense with great tempo, decisiveness a lot of confidence coming from mark sanchez on thursday and he is the pilot of this ship right now for the eagles offense uh now they've got this big test of course against seattle but i think on thursday night sanchez answered a whole lot of questions that people had and the key for me there is zero turnovers you see how well this offense moves the ball down the field when they're not giving it away yeah. and obviously you talked about it he was helped by the performance of this eagles running game LaShawn McCoy running for over 150 yards. Over the last two games, you can really see Shady looking like his old self in this offensive line coming together and allowing LaShawn to be one-on-one -on -one at the second level and beat defenders like he's so good at doing. Yeah, and that's the big difference. Now, you, when you give him some room to get into that second level, now we see that he's still got the same moves, he's still got the same elusiveness, and he's still making defenders miss. And the last two games against Tennessee and against Dallas, McCoy has been outstanding. Speaking of outstanding, the Eagles' defensive line has been terrific all season. They may not get the headlines as a group of two gapping linemen allowing Connor Barwin and Trent Cole and Michael Kendricks to get to the quarterback, but Fletcher Cox, 
and Benny Logan and Cedric Thornton doing a great job. Bo Allen in reserve. Vinnie Curry as a pass rush presence. Brandon Baer giving them some quality snaps as well. This defensive line really did its job on Thursday night against a Dallas run game. DeMarco Murray leading the NFL in rushing just 73 yards on Thursday against the Eagles. Uh, round one decisively goes to the Eagles defensive line who had this mini weekend, mini bye weekend to rest up and get ready for the beast, Marshawn Lynch. And then, of course, in terms of the pass rush, it all works in concert, as we know. Defensive line and the guys in the secondary. And the cornerbacks on this Eagles team have probably been the most maligned position throughout the season, but they did a great job against Des Bryant. They're asked to do so much one-on-one on an island so often. Only gave up one long play to Des Bryant. He was held under his season averages. Bradley Fletcher did a very good job contesting balls in the air, and they were sticking with Des Bryant. Obviously, that's going to be another matchup to watch in two yeah. weeks. And, and also Jason Witten, who's been an eagle killer for 12 years here, uh, one catch for eight yards. And I went back and looked at game by game, and Jason Witten has put up some huge numbers against the Eagles. He's got more receiving yards against the Eagles than any other team, team in his career. Including 12 catches in last year's game, the season finale at AT&T Stadium. So the Eagles uh, did the job on Witten. They're going to have to do it again this weekend against Seattle, which presents some problems. We'll take a look at Seattle in just a moment. When we return to Eagles 360, though, first things first, the NFC playoff picture with four games to go. It's an interesting topic of conversation. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified, authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Would you ask your favorite Philadelphia Eagles player? Here's your chance. Just tweet your question using hashtag AskAnEagle, and your question could be featured on Inside the Eagles, carrying on 6ABC. AskAnEagle, presented by Geico. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf. Some games around the NFC that we took notice of this weekend, and we're going to talk about it right now. First on Thanksgiving, Chicago goes into Detroit. 
gets a big lead early and then falls apart. The Detroit Lions, very good football team at home. Very good defense, and it looks like Calvin Johnson is healthy. They're going to be uh, heard from over these last four games, and they've got a pretty easy schedule up until a Week 17 clash with the Packers. As for the Bears, I'm hoping they can beat the Cowboys on Thursday, but they just do not look very good. Yeah, they'll be home against the Cowboys. The Giants blowing a 21 to uh, nothing lead. You just hate lead. to see that, Dave. What a just a tough season for Tom Coughlin and a Giants team that you expect to have major changes at the end of the season. Three and nine for that team, along with the Redskins, down at the bottom of the NFC East at three and nine. In Atlanta on Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals starting to show some signs that. Drew Stanton not able to really carry the load without Larry Fitzgerald. Andre Ellington getting hurt. Tyrone Mathieu gets hurt on defense. Uh, I just think the Cardinals, with that schedule that they have, will have a tough time winning. You some find games it hard to believe that they'll be able to stay up there in terms of a race for a bye. But then again, they were playing against a first-place team on the road. So what do you know? Uh, that's right. The powerful Atlanta Falcons. And then in Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the site for really what a game that lived up to the hype. New England at Green Bay and the Packers keep on rolling. They are so tough to beat as they look to uh, kind of go and run the table here. The last four games, not particularly tough. Packers will be a tough out if they get that first seed. Yeah, if they get all those wins, if they run the table, it, it'll be tough to, to win in Lambeau. But listen, crazier things have happened. Giants did it a couple years yeah, ago. Atlanta Falcons did it years ago with Michael Vick as the quarterback. We take a look now at the overall playoff standings. Four games to go. Arizona still the number one seed, the Packers number two, Philadelphia three, and they would play at this point. Of course, the games don't count here. I mean, sure. we're just playing around here, right? The Detroit Lions would be the home. Dallas Cowboys, I don't see them anywhere. Where would they be? Why are they not there? Well, right now, they'd be the, the number seven seed. But uh, A lot of games to play. A lot of games to play. And what's good for the Eagles is, by virtue of their win over the Cowboys and a superior intra-division record, it's really like a two-game lead they've got on Dallas. So, Eagles definitely closing in yeah. on, on a potential back-to-back NFC East Championship. And as you mentioned with Arizona, I just find it hard to believe that they're going to win four straight games with Drew Stanton. So I think the Eagles have a good chance here if they can win out to get that five. Yeah, it's a really tough schedule for the Arizona Cardinals as it looks on paper now. And now we take our first look at the Seattle Seahawks who come into Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday, the defending Super Bowl champions. The Eagles, of course, have won 10 straight home games and we begin at the quarterback position. Russell Wilson, he just knows how to win football games. It doesn't have big passing numbers doesn't turn the football over, runs extremely well, elusive, smart. He's really the whole package for the Seattle Seahawks. And he wins the Super Bowl in the second year of his NFL career uh, and does it in really spectacular fashion against the uh, Denver Broncos last year. And you know Bill Davis is going to be preaching to his guys this week, especially in the secondary, that the play is never dead with Russell Wilson at quarterback. you got to cover for all 10 seconds maybe sometimes. Do you spy him? You, you might have to, and certainly the, the zone read is a big thing with Russell Wilson, so they're going to have to worry about his legs as well. And the reason it's so difficult, his elusiveness helps so much, the run game with Marshawn Lynch, the powerful, at times unstoppable running back bowl. Great matchup. Lynch for Seattle and LaShawn McCoy running as well as he's ever run in his career for the Eagles. And I listen, I have a lot of confidence in the Eagles' run defense that they'll be able to handle Marshawn Lynch. He's a different kind of running back, obviously, than DeMarco Murray, but seeing as well as the Eagles' defensive line did against Murray last week, I have a lot of confidence that this front seven can handle Lynch. I would say I'm more worried about Wilson. And then what about the passing game? Obviously, the Eagles relying on Jeremy Macklin to lead the way he's had an outstanding season, over 1,000 yards, 71 catches. But for Seattle, no big names. Doug Baldwin 
Is he going to do a lot of damage? Yeah, he could, uh, because every receiver in the NFL is a great player. But the Seahawks traded Percy Harvin. That's one component that you don't have to account for, that breakaway speed. So it's really kind of a move-the-chains approach in the pass game for Seattle, uh, or at times, run, 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 play action, go over the top for a deep ball. Now on the other side, the big question for me, of course, is what are the Seahawks going to do with Richard Sherman? Are they going to have him follow Jeremy Macklin all over the field? Are they going to stick him on one side? And if they do stick him on Macklin, how do the Eagles approach that? Do they sort of shy away from Jeremy and go to the Jordan Matthews and Riley Coopers of the, of the world, or do they maybe try to still hit one deep? Yeah, we'll see. Great matchups all around, including the defense as Seattle comes in with the NFL's very best defense statistically, reputation-wise, and certainly from a confidence standpoint. The Legion of Boom playing outstanding football this season and just shut down football the last two weeks. And the Eagles have played quite well themselves and will have to make themselves a little statement, I would imagine. Looking forward to gaining some street cred in the NFL. Yeah, we talk about it every week, but those stats, those yardage stats are so unfair to the Eagles defense because of the tempo that the offense plays at. Per drive, the Eagles defense really as good as any team in the league, especially over the past four or five weeks. And that is our first look, the 9-3 Eagles hosting the 8-4 Seattle Seahawks on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. More to come. Stay with us. Eagles 360 returns in just a moment. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. The moment we dare to imagine is the moment progress begins. In a flash, the inconceivable becomes every day. Imagine someone doing the same for healthcare. At Jefferson, we've brought together some of the brightest minds in medicine in research and innovation, resulting in advancements that will touch lives in amazing ways. You might not see how a health sciences university, an academic medical center, and spectacular collisions of imagination can change your future, but you will. Hey, Eagles fans! When the Eagles win, you win. Score a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win, you win. America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. We're back here, Eagles 360 at the NovaCare Complex, Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf. Reminder that tomorrow we've got Chip Kelly exclusively in studio. A little peek into the world of fantasy football. Playoff time. With Joe Dolan. Yep. Managing editor, fantasyguru.com. Johnny Manziel, got to talk about him. I think you pick him up and play him, unless you got a, a top five quarterback. He's going he's gonna to run all over this week. Well, we shall see about that. For Bo Wolf, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us in Eagles 360. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Have yourselves, in the meantime, a great Eagles day.